The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Conversations, random, off-the-cuff discussions on all things paranormal. Hello, you spectacular people. Welcome to Paranormal Conversations number 15. Kelly, on this one, we found ourselves a grim. We did. (laughs) I just love this name because we actually literally just finished watching the series Grimm. Yeah, definitely a favorite. So great. Anyway, I'm part of a podcast support group and I like to go in there and help out people who are new to podcasting. And I see this name pop up who put a post in there, Sean Grimm. And I went, oh, what a great name. So I clicked on it to see what his podcast was about. And I'm like, oh, it's in the paranormal genre. So I asked Sean if he would like to join us, and we called this the paranormal trifecta because Sean has had a cryptid experience, a UFO experience, and ghost experiences. He's had it all. Can't beat that. Kelly, we are all over the board on this interview. You guys are going to love this conversation. We get into talking about religion with some of this stuff as well. And at the end, we couldn't help ourselves but talk about You know, those Miami giant Nephilim aliens (laughs) at the Miami mall or whatever. We're going to talk about those as well. So we hope you guys enjoy this one. On this Paranormal Conversation, we are joined by podcaster Sean Grimm, who hosts the Big Grimbowski podcast. The podcast features the paranormal and strange, and Sean is a weird kid like us. He has experiences that we would call the trifecta. A cryptid experience, a UFO experience, and a ghostly experience. Thanks for joining us, Sean. Where are you located? Uh, I live in a very, very small town. Uh, This is a drive-through town, pretty much 10 seconds and you're through it. Uh, It's called La Fountain, Indiana. Oh, wow. There's a lot of haunted stuff in Indiana, though. Yes, Yes, there is. This area is also really well known for the Battle of 1812. Oh, how cool is that? I wouldn't have th- I wouldn't have thought that the Battle of 1812 would be anywhere near Indiana. Yep. Uh, a lot of it took place there. So every October, we have a big uh, thing that goes on out there. Uh, vendors come and uh, they do all sorts of stuff, just like they would during that time period. People making pelts, different kinds of food, just wooden things, all sorts of stuff. It's really, really cool. They do reenactments with um, actors who dress like in the period attire and everything. And they have fake guns and the, you know, they battle across the river and stuff. It's, it's pretty cool to see. Nice. That does sound cool. So your podcast features paranormal topics. So we always like to ask our guests, what got you interested in the paranormal to begin with? The earliest thing that I ever remember 
having and i think that it was kind of really really strange for me at the time because like i really didn't know like what i mean or kind of understanding i was really really little probably four or five i was on a walk with my uh, mom and my grandmother and it was getting late so we needed to cut back over to where my grandma lived and the quickest way was we had to cut through the local cemetery in Wabash, Indiana, which it's a very large cemetery to walk through to get from one side to the other. But that was going to be the quickest way other than going the almost two hour walk that we had done back around. So we went ahead and we started going through and they're talking. I'm just kind of like following them behind and I'm just kind of looking around. And I remember looking at this headstone and I can see this thing sticking out from behind it. And it's kind of just like waving back and forth and i'm just kind of like I, I don't know what i'm seeing here and then like it would go behind it so that i wouldn't i wouldn't see it and again and i i turn i look back and it would be doing it again like something was trying to like sig- signal me but I, i'm little kids so i'm like i'm freaked out i'm like you know i'm gonna go stand up by mom and grandma now and that was probably like the earliest thing that i remember ever happening and then from there on, I started having other things happen. For example, when I was a, oh man, I think I would have been in like, I think it was like seventh grade when my one grandmother passed away. The night that she had passed away, we had a very strange phenomenon happen with a piece of equipment that we had in my grandmother's uh, house. It was just me and my dad there. I don't think anyone else was there. But at the time of her crossing, there was this, it's like a, a kind of like a, it's a clock, but it also has a little thing that you stick on your window and it does stuff with the weather. So one of my uncles, he retired from NASA. He was working for NASA during this time period, gifted this them for like Christmas or something. This thing was super fancy. I mean, it was giving you like barometric pressure readings the whole nine yards, anything that you could want weather-wise, this thing would tell you. They had this for years. I'd never heard this thing make a single sound. And then that moment, that thing went off and started blaring. It just started going off like an alarm clock. And my dad couldn't figure out how to shut it off. Like, he's doing everything. He's pressing all the buttons and stuff. He had to take the batteries out in order to get this thing to stop. And then it wasn't but like, uh, I think maybe like 15, 20 minutes later is when he ended up getting a phone call at the house saying, yeah, she, you know, she had just passed here just a little bit ago at time, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, you guys are going to believe what just happened at that time period. My parents have that thing to this day. It's never made a single beep. <laughs> I was wow. just going to ask, has it ever made a sound again? No, it's it's currently still sitting there. I see it every time I'm over there. And that thing has never made a sound. That's the only time that thing has ever made a sound. I've even like when I got older, because I was like, I knew like older when I was older, I was like, I'm going to check this thing out because this thing never made any sounds. Like, why did this thing go off that night? And I messed with it, tried to figure I can't I can't figure out how to get that thing to make any bit of sound. I don't know how. Do not know how. So that happens. And then uh, I would say probably maybe. Oh, about two, two years later or so, I'm about 16 and I wake up one morning, uh, probably like between three, three thirty in the morning. And there is, uh, someone standing over the foot of my bed and 
at the at the time i kind of thought it was my father but as as i as i went on that's when i i something wasn't wasn't missed and it's like i, I don't want to go too far if like you were gonna plan on asking me this anyways so it's like i don't want to spoil the story but <laughs> more or less i i'm seeing a full body apparition and at the foot of my bed and so like you know that happened i was born and raised catholic we didn't really talk about ghosts a whole whole lot and it wasn't until after that grandmother had passed when that kind of shifted and we kind of started believing that kind of stuff a little bit more i mean i always kind of had like this inkling that there's something else there there's something going on and then also kind of during that time period that was when uh ghost hunters started coming out on sci-fi channel uh you know a few years later uh ghost adventures comes out uh on the travel channel and it's just like you know all these different tv shows that are coming out so it's like we're kind of watching those now a little bit more and we're really kind of like okay well, yeah there's something definitely going on we definitely believe this uh there was that one dude uh john edwards who was like a uh medium and he was talking to yep. people and i remember you know my parents trying to call to get on the TV show and stuff. So it was just kind of like everything was kind of starting to be around it. And no joke, like to this day, if I, I go over to my, my parents' house and see, like, you know, see what my dad's doing, he's sitting in his chair and he's watching a ghost something or a Bigfoot something or a UFO something. And that's all <laughs> that he's ever watching. I love it. <laughs> Well, you know, I found that for a lot of us, it was our parents that kind of instilled this stuff in us because I remember watching the In Search of with Leonard Nimoy with my mom and the Unsolved Mysteries with my mom. And she was the one who would take me into cemeteries. And so that whole love started right there and it just kind of blossomed from there. So I totally get that. And I always find it interesting. Like you said, you grew up Catholic. I grew up Christian. You had some Christian as you were growing up, too. And I always laugh that anytime you want to bring up anything supernatural in a church setting or whatever, people get all freaked out. And it's like the Bible yeah. is the most supernatural book on the planet. And Absolutely. things that have happened are crazy in there, but they don't want to talk about it. Right. Exactly. I mean, just go and look at the whole uh, very end of it when it starts talking about the end of days. You can't tell me you can't read one chapter of that without telling me that that isn't some sort of supernatural phenomenon coming down i mean no stop stop <laughs> yes it is exactly totally get that and i love the experience that you had with your grandmother it is amazing how many people have these experiences with a grandparent that has passed away i remember uh when i grew up i was in colorado and there was a guy who would host a radio show there and he would every halloween he'd have people call in with all of their experiences that they had and this was long before you ever had any of the ghost hunters or any of that on so i would just right. wait for halloween because that's when you're going to get to hear all these other people that had these experiences because nobody would really talk about it and stuff and he would always have this buddy of his that was also on the same radio network and he was a lawyer so for him to tell you a story that was ghost it was like whoa and he would have them on every year and he would tell the same story that his family got together for, it was either Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, but it was when there was snow out uh -huh. and they were sitting down to dinner. His grandmother was in the hospital. She had been sick, but they weren't expecting her to die yet because that's why they were all, you know, having dinner back at the house. And he said they just sat down to dinner and they hear a knock at the door. So one of them gets up and goes to the door 
there's nobody there. And of course, they look outside. There's no footprints anywhere in the snow. And then they get a call, boom, right then. And it was the hospital calling to say that the grandmother had just passed away. So it was like she came by, knocked on the door to say goodbye to everybody on her way out. So you had kind of a similar experience there. Right. Definitely. I mean, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. There's so many people who have so many different experiences where like, yeah, the, the moment that person crosses, there's some sort of weird phenomenon that happens. Something goes off. A phone rings, but there's no one on the other line, you know, knock at the door. Uh, all of a sudden, the you know, garage door opens. Somebody's phone starts ringing <laughs> for no reason. Just, I mean, you name it. It's like there's always something and everybody's like, well, that's really strange. But then all of a sudden there's that connection. There's something there. I mean, it's definitely something there. There's something to it. Yeah, definitely trying to get your attention. So what was your first cryptid or have you had multiple? cryptid experiences so i've had two now completely two different things both all relatively close to where i'm living so the very first one again 16 i see a full body apparition at 16 i also have a bigfoot sighting at 16 but i didn't know that that is what i had seen until i hit about 25 so it was almost uh, a, a nine year almost 10 year span before i figured out what it was and that was due to a local historian i currently live about five minutes from this exact location where i had this site again 1812 battlegrounds we also call that out here uh as hobbit land because there's a little local lore that uh, if you drive to the specific bridge out there and turn your car off, honk three times, the hobbits will come over the side of the bridge, you know, and things like that. I don't know of anyone who's ever actually had anything happen while they've tried that, but it's, it's a very, very strangest location anyway. It's kind of like one of those, it's a gravel road. It's about single lane pretty much i mean it's not much wider than single lane but the trees they seem to get closer and closer and closer like when you're driving down it it's one of those kinds of roads yeah and the kids everybody if you're 16 you're able to drive that's where you're going you're going out there to get scared because with (laughs) with that also being out there there's two other locations that are all relatively close it's kind of like a big country block right there and it's a old schoolhouse, and behind it is a graveyard. Now, I went to a school with kids who had some crazy encounters going on there. I've had some weird stuff happen out there as well. I remember one time I went out there, and all the headstones were glowing. I have never seen anything like that ever, but I, from where you park to where that specific cemetery is behind there, I mean, it's a bit of a walk, but... I think I was maybe 30 yards from the car and still probably another 60 yards from the headstones. And I could see from there that they, I mean, they were fluorescently glowing as if somebody had painted every single one of them with glow in the dark paint. But that would have, that would have taken so much time. And for someone to do that and not get caught, I mean, it just, I don't see that being a, a thing. I really don't. So that's out there. And then, there's another graveyard uh, just around the corner from there that is all of the Native American soldiers that passed away during the Battle of 1812. I think it was like a very specific like platoon even. But so, yeah, all that's out there. 
And me and a bunch of friends, we decided that we were going to go out there one night, uh, probably about fall time, because there wasn't any leaves on the trees at all. And you could really see when you're looking at the sides, and you're looking through the, the tree line there. So we had a bunch of flashlights and stuff, and I had like a little pickup truck, and it was just me and another dude sitting in the cab. And I'm doing engine idle, so probably about maybe three, four miles an hour at most. And I see something step out from the side of the road about 60 to 80 yards down from me. And it took one step and was in the center of the road. It turned, it looked at me, and then turned back and took another step back off the road and it was into the woods and I couldn't see. It. So I freaked out and I, I'm rolling my window back up real quick. You know, <laughs> Locking the doors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My buddy's like, that's a big out. step. And he's like, dude, what's going on, man? And I was like, dude, you didn't see that. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 man, what's going on? And I was like, dude, I don't know what that was, man, but something just walked out of that woods. And I, I, I couldn't make it out. And he's like, dude, it's not like somebody out here just like messing with this. And I was like, dude, I don't think so. Cause something about that wasn't right. man. something was not right about that. What I mean was this was extremely tall. I mean, I'm talking at least eight, eight feet in height. And it was a solid brown. There was no, there was nothing on it that made me say, oh, those are boots or shoes. Oh, those are jeans. Those are camouflage pants. Oh, that's a jacket. What? No, I couldn't even, I, not even facial features were visible. I, I'm not able to see a mouth, a nose, where eyes are, none of that stuff. But I can see that that thing is a dark, deep brown color. And that, it, that, that color is uniform head to toe. The other thing about it that I didn't think that it was Bigfoot at the time was because a lot of these sightings, everybody says that it's very, very wide, you know? This wasn't very wide. It was very slender, very lanky, uh, very, you know, kind of very skinny. And it didn't seem like it was something that was very, very muscular at all. And so, like, I didn't, I couldn't think of what it would have been. Like I said, it wasn't until almost 10 years later when I'm in a paranormal investigation group and we had this event going on and we had a local historian come and do a little spiel while everybody's having dinner. And he's talking about different folklore and stuff around Wabash County and the surrounding counties and this and that. And he starts talking about, did you know that not only Mississippi Reservoir, but the Salamone Reservoir too, both have had people report to the authorities of Bigfoot sightings while they were out there. One person reported that they uh, their tent got attacked, that you know, large rocks were being chucked at it in the middle of the night. People reporting that they're hearing like, you know, these ah, sounds like off, you know, you know, really, really close to them. That's like freaks them out to where they leave big bangs on trees, you know, it's all the way up to uh, people reporting that something large ran up and grabbed their tent and started shaking their tent. To where, like, they just like, yeah, like they left. So, like, people are oh, having these, <laughs> these sightings, and it wasn't until that point where I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I, that's what I saw. I, I had a Bigfoot sighting out there. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't a ghost sighting. Like, there's no way. Like, this thing is way too tall for that. <laughs> so, like, that's the first thing. 
And then I also had something here pretty recently happen on my way to work. It's also, you know, same same area. It's just a, a, a road over from where uh, I'm, I'm currently at, and it's called 390. And I was driving it one morning to work, and I see that there's something off on the side of the road, off the side of the cornfield, uh, a ways down. And it, it looked like something had ran up out of the field to the side of the road real quick. But, like, its movement was very strange. It was, you know, the things that you see at, like, used car lots and stuff, like the person, and it's always... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the wacky... Yeah. yeah, the wacky, wavy, inflatable, arm-flailing tube man, or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. And so it just kind of had, like, that kind of weird, sporadic kind of movement, just kind of all over the place, but very, very, very fast and jittery. And I could see it to where, like, I could picture, like, legs and arms and stuff. But, like, all the movements were just like that. And it, it runs up to the side. And then all of a sudden it runs back. And then I was like, what the heck was that? And I'm still driving closer and closer and closer. And then I see it a second time. Second time I see it, it's now closer towards me. And I'm still, like, I'm basing, like, where the distance of everything is of when I'm seeing this. And I'm also seeing that there is a orange SUV coming my way at the same time. So, like, I'm keeping all this into perspective to where I can really kind of get a good visual, like, when I get closer as to what the heck I'm seeing and, like, where I'm seeing it at the different times. And then it goes back in, and then it comes out for a third time after the SUV passes where it was just at. And then when it comes out, it starts running down the side of the road on my side of the road behind the suv and i'm seeing it running towards me and like you know they're both coming like this and i'm just kind of like what what is going on right now and it all of a sudden like b kind of like cut it kind of cuts this corner and then stops in between uh, a telephone pole and the cornfield so i'm like okay i'm really close i should see what this is and like right as i'm coming up to it I literally watched this thing phase out into nothingness. Whoa. Completely just phases out. And I was just like, what the hell? I immediately text my girlfriend and I'm just like, babe, I don't know what the hell I just saw. This makes no sense to me. I'm so confused right now. I am absolutely so confused. And granted, and mind you, most people are like, were you stoned, man? And I'm like, okay, I get it. I smoke a lot of weed. That's fine. But you know what? I know what I saw. And it wasn't me just being high as balls, okay? Like, this would legitimately happen here. I said something that to uh, another person that is um, that recently started podcasting. And he does a lot of stuff with cryptids. And he was like, hold up. Did it, was it moving like the, uh, like I said, the wacky, wavy, inflatable arm flowing to me? And I was like, yeah, dude. Like, that's the best way to describe it. He's like, I've seen this too. And I was like, whoa, hold up. And he was like, this is some sort of cryptid thing all on its own. So I'm supposed to go onto his show here sometime. And we're actually supposed to talk about this thing and kind of go further into to what he might think it is. But maybe something to do with some sort of some type of entity that is able to not only like move at a very, very rapid speed, but also maybe able to multi-dimensional jump between different types of like realms and density and just all the different crazy weird things and stuff so i i can't wait to get into like that whole topic with him definitely it sounds like it's working at a higher vibration or something right because like the first two times i saw it it was almost like a black color 
like it was i first thought that there was some kids playing around like waiting for like the school bus in the morning or something but i was like well they're already at school because like i go to work at nine i have to be at work at 9 a.m so like you know uh it's like 8 30 oh they're already at school so like they wouldn't be out there waiting so it's like it can't be that and then i started looking like i said i checked see like where it was and like the third time i saw it it wasn't black anymore it was gray so when it was running down the side of the road it was like a very almost translucent kind of grayish color and then like the closer i got like the gray got lighter 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 just days out wasn't even it wasn't even there anymore at that and just with the shivery shaky description you know the way it moves and everything do you like do you like horror films Yes. Have you seen Silent Hill? Yes. Okay. So you like you know the things that walk around they're just kind of like yeah you know they're like spit. It kind of had that type of sporadic movement to it, but much faster, much much faster. And we well, to- know Sean. The minute you described it at the very beginning there, before you even got to the end where you were talking about multidimensional, I immediately in my head went, I wonder if it was you know, coming through because I think a lot of us are to the point where we believe these cryptid Bigfoot, whatever these different variety, like here in Florida, we have the skunk ape. You don't find bodies or anything like that. They seem to appear out of nowhere and then they disappear. So I'm really thinking they are something multidimensional. So when you're describing it that way, I'm totally thinking in my head, well, this is something that is kind of all of a sudden appearing and so that's why it looks like it's doing this weird shifting thing because it's coming it's a a dimensional thing so it's it's like coming between the planes and you were seeing that happen and then at the end when you're like it just disappeared like it went into another dimension i'm like holy crap i mean that's totally what it sounds like happened there right have you ever heard of steve pace no okay he's based out of louisiana he has bigfoot and dogman sightings regularly and I know some people that know how to get a hold of him. Um, he's been on different uh, podcasts as well, talking about it. But he seems to think that the from and I guess from his understanding, from he he believes that he communicates with them, and has when he goes out is able to telepathically communicate with them. And has gotten all this different kinds of stuff. And he was saying that they've told him that they're actually around us all the time, but we aren't even aware because like. Again, multidimensional. They can do different things, but they can also kind of invisibility themselves too, to where they'll come in. And what they apparently what they do is the uh, the adults like to bring in the younger ones and leave them in your homes so they can study you and see how humans are to be able to learn to know to not be around us and to know that it is much safer for them to stay out in the wilderness because we're not going to always be nice and friendly. And that's just sadly, you know, in that, that human blood of ours, like, you know, when we want to have some anger, we're going to have some anger. It's just, it is what it is. Sure. So you've also had some UFO experiences. Yeah. When I was uh, very young as well. So I, again, I think like five, six or something, um, middle of the day, I was in the car with my mom, and I remember I looked up and I saw something in the sky that caught my eye. It was a very, very clear day, no clouds in the sky, completely blue, sunny, and there was something very bright 
silver spherical kind of almost very saucer like typical saucer looking kind of thing was in the sky and i could see it that it was rotating it was spinning and it wasn't moving it was staying stationary i said something to my mom and i was like mom i think i see a ufo and she goes oh honey no you don't and she just (laughs) kept driving kept driving and i was like no mom i i see it I'm looking at it. It's it's silver and it's 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 spinning around in a circle. And she's like, you know, it's the kind of chuckle and it just kept going on and stuff. And I watched it until I couldn't see anymore. And that 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 was pretty much it. So like I would, I've always been curious ever since. And like, I mean, I'm always looking in the sky at every single chance I get, always hoping that I'm gonna see something else. And you know, I've been one of those lucky people that saw uh Starlink go past on wow. several occasions and like when you've never seen that before like that's the first thing that you start thinking when you just start seeing these multiple lights moving like uniform like oh man it's just absolutely crazy <laughs> yeah that's the thing that's hard nowadays because we finally have gotten to a place now where they're talking about it publicly on the news right. and in the government and disclosure is happening mm-hmm. and we have people who are talking about things that they've worked with. Yes, we have bodies. Yes, we have ships and pieces of ships and everything. And now we live in a a, a time where it's like, you don't really know when you see something that's weird in the sky because it's like there's drones and different kinds of aircraft out there. And we already know that the government's usually 20 years beyond what they actually tell us they have for technology. So it's oh, like, absolutely. You, just, you, you don't know what, what, is it really something that's a UFO or not? So it's harder right. now to have those experiences. Is this another Chinese spy balloon? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, there's just so much stuff in the skies these days that it's like you just don't know. So I, I have a feeling that eventually we're going to have something that's going to be no doubt this is a UFO and they are here to talk to us. And see, like I said earlier, I have an uncle that retired from NASA. And like, I tried to get him to come on my podcast and he won't, he won't do it, will not, refuses. He knows things. He straight up said, I have, I have sensitive information. Like, I can't do it, man. And I'm just like, Ugh. oh man, <laughs> yeah. dude, you, there's things that you know, things. And like, I want to know what you know. So like, <laughs> just tell me what you know, man. Come on. <laughs> hate it. Absolutely hate it. And now a little break for a word about one of our sponsors. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Well, you've you've talked about a lot of the ghost experiences that you've had. Is there like more details that you wanted to share or something that you hadn't already told us? So I'm going to go back to the full body apparition because I didn't really want to jump into it too, too okay. early on. Like I said, I woke up in the middle of the night. I had seen that there was somebody standing at the foot of my bed. I originally thought that it was my father. 
my room was upstairs in the attic at this point in time. I just wanted a bigger room away from, you know, my parents. I just, you know, wanted my own space pretty much. So I wanted to have my room up there. I had it set up. I had been up there for a while and there was a stereo system in there as well at the foot of my bed. And so, like I said, I thought it was him because he was standing there looking down at it. And I thought maybe he thought that that it got left on or something because he was always like, make sure you turn the radio off. Make sure you turn the radio off. Okay, I get it. It was old. It was it used to be his. So he got it um, from a buddy who got uh, sent over to Vietnam and he got this thing at a market. Well, he was over there for super cheap and had it sent back for next to nothing. So like this was like a $3,000 stereo system in the U.S. during this time, as much as it would have been to get a car. He picked it up for like 800 bucks. So like, yeah, it was a super big deal. (laughs) Yeah. So he didn't use it anymore. So I used it at this point. And I was a smart kid and I figured out how to wire it up to where I could hook my Walkman CD player up to it and I could put my CDs in. I thought that it was him. And I thought this because there was a beard, but my dad keeps his beard short like I do. And so like that didn't dawn on me at first. It didn't dawn on me that this man was much taller than my dad, but he also had a white t-shirt on and my dad always had a white t-shirt on i i'm like what are you doing the man turns and he starts to reach a hand down towards me and at this point i'm annoyed so i throw my arm up and i was like would you knock it the hell off and i don't hit anything so that's when i freak out and i hop (laughs) up really quick and i look and now there's nobody in the room and so i'm scared death at this point and i grab the sheet and i put it up over my head and i go back to sleep because that's your protection (laughs) exactly that sheet is going to protect you 10 times out of 10 guaranteed (laughs) (laughs) the next morning i go downstairs and i proceed to tell them i was like hey this is what happened and my mom has already grabbed the phone off the wall she's ready to call the police station and have a police officer come over and do an investigation and all this stuff. And my dad goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. You mean to tell me that somebody snuck into this house, went through the kitchen, went through the living room, then went up the very squeaky staircase up to the attic for a stereo that they didn't know was there, and then somehow ran down? Oh, all mind you, didn't alert the dog? And she's like, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, I guess now that you, now that you mentioned, you say it, put it that way, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. And he's like, so he looks back at me and he's like, okay, let, what did you see? What, what did he look? So I start giving him a description and everything. I was like telling him like what he looked like. And then he puts his hand over his mouth and like, he's just looking at me. He's just shaking his head. And he's like, you never saw pictures of JR, have you? And I was like, uh, the roommate that you had that died years ago? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, no, I, I never I never saw pictures of him in this. So he had this roommate named JR, and he rode motorcycles, and he had what was called a suicide clutch. So the clutch for the bike wasn't at his feet. It was actually a, a hand clutch that you have to reach down and grab. I ended up having to look that up just to find out what one was. 
So he was coming around a curve and he went to, I think, maybe like downshift or something, but there was a very big pothole and front wheel went into the pothole, which he went over the handlebars at that point, snapped his neck on impact. This was before I was born. Okay. I had never seen, I've to this day, I've never seen a picture. When I described him, he was like, you just described him to a T for not ever seeing somebody. You just described this person to a T. And I was just like, wow. Oh, okay. And the the crazier things was one, he absolutely loved that stereo and always told my dad he wanted that stereo and like would always keep it, you know, very, very clean and make sure that it was well taken care of, this and that. And then it sat up in the attic for, I mean, who knows how long until I started using it. It probably been sitting around for years at that point in time. I mean, they had so many vinyl records that I know for the 15 some years that I was, you know, alive that they never touched that at all. So he he really liked that. And then he also said, you know, Rick, if you ever have a son, I'll always be there for him. So it's like, whoa. Wow. Oh, so wow. Like, both things are are in that room and he he's there. Yeah. So, you know, I've I always wonder, you know how much is he around you know is is he still around now is he around currently is he standing right next to me as i speak uh-huh. i i wish i i wish i knew and you know i i would i would love for i would love to you know for him to wake up at the foot of my bed again and, you know in all honesty just to have that confirmation like you know because just that that it would be full circle at that point in time Sure. So, you know, I had that happen. And then uh, when I was in my 20s, I uh, joined a paranormal investigation group out of Wabash, Indiana. And I was I did that for for several years. I had some really strange encounters doing that. Um, I've had some crazy EVPs that I can't explain. I'm talking I've had EVPs that have called out fellow ghost hunters by name. Wow. And when you're listening to a, you know, a voice recorder and all of a sudden you hear someone say somebody's name and that's not anybody that's talking like this was in like at this location specifically, this was in the first five minutes of us setting up. So we weren't even on the investigation. We were setting up, but we would turn our recorders on and just get them rolling because a lot of time you're getting interaction when you're not even trying to get interaction. And within the first couple of minutes, you know, I was getting helps and this and that. And then two times in a row, I said, I want and this person's name two separate times. Meanwhile, me and everybody else are just sitting here shooting the shit, talking about this and that. And like, we have no idea that this is even going on. No. Is it a location that you had investigated previously? So did they did the spirits perhaps have a familiarity with? The person that they were speaking about or they did go out there before once to investigate the inside of the home i got to go there when they went the second time so when we were doing the outside area and this was like a uh like a like a horse ranch kind of kind of deal so like there was a lot of land and you know another weird thing as soon as we got there she was like Oh, you guys got here just in time. And they're like, what? And she's like, oh, for the war drums. Like, what? <laughs> she's like, 
everybody get out. Just come over here and stand. Just be quiet. So we all stopped and we're just kind of listening. And there's a tree line just on the edge of one of these open uh, areas that she has. And she was talking about how there's mounds that they have found in there. And I think that they're probably burial mounds in all honesty. But a lot of times at night when you go out there, you can hear just rhythmic drumming. And I kid you not. I mean, and it's like that, that bass tone to where like you can kind you can feel it. You can feel it in your chest just kind of, kind of hit you, even though like, I mean, that was almost like a hundred yards away. That's just like how like deep sounding like that, that thud was every single time. Weirdest thing. Absolutely weirdest thing. How cool. Yeah, the thing that's cool about that, too, is one of the questions we always ask ourselves is when people tell us that a spirit has actually done something, like it's touched something, it's moved something, you haven't seen them manifest in any way. So I'm like, how do they do that? Like, how do they turn the lights on and off if they're doing it with their hands or manipulating stuff? And then you talk about drums. And like, when you feel that beat, we all know what you're talking about when you go to a concert or whatever, and it feels like your heartbeat is going with the drums. And so you're like, this is something that isn't, it's it's not real. It's not actually there where you could like see this figure is Physical. beating a drum right here physically. And yet right. my body is feeling something physical. It just blows my mind. That's why I love the paranormal. And the thing is, we can sit there and say all we want about electricity and all that stuff but we honestly do not know why electricity is what it is as humans we don't we don't know we don't understand that phenomenon we do, we know how to harness it we know sure. what it's capable of doing but we don't know exactly what makes all that up that raw power is just around us all the time and then like you know you we have these electromagnetic fields that are just around us all the time and they're doing they're able to cause all sorts of things to happen it's just i i just i wish i could you know just be that be the person that just figures it out stuff you know because it's like <laughs> it, it, it eats you up so much it's like what is it why does this happen why do these things work the way that they do but i guess maybe that's life maybe we're not meant to figure that out just yet you know or if you have the one person who Nikola Tesla apparently had figured yeah. out how to pull that free energy out of the air and harness it. And it's like, where did that information go? He dies dirt poor and everybody just pushes him aside because, you know, they can't make money off of free energy. And it's like, can't right. somebody else figure that out, too? Is he the only one? Right. But also at the, at the same time. So I'm a animal and pet certified Reiki energy healer. And so basically one of the things I'm able to do is, you know, heal your animals and your pets uh, with, you know, the energy that is all around us. But it's not the same kind of electrical energy that, you know, Tesla was harnessing and stuff. This is a kind of like, you know, a little bit different energy. And again, like it's, it's, it's all around you and it just, it's always kind of seemed weird. And, you know, when you never experienced those things, it's still just kind of, okay, this is some woo-woo stuff. Like this person is just, you know, they've done too many mushrooms in their day or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, that's not, e- that's not even it. Like there's literally hand exercises and stuff that you can do to 
literally feel these things happen and it's it's not explainable at all but like you know it's kind of like one of those things if you trust the process then you know it's it's gonna it's gonna work for you but you know and i guess like that really ties into the faith in general if you have that faith that it's going to work then it's gonna work yeah oh uh so what is your favorite paranormal topic Honestly, I really, really like the whole like uh, the stuff with possessions. Um, I actually have a book right here um, that's about like those things. Uh, the Devil in the City of Angels: My Encounters with the Diabolical by Jesse Romero. So, like uh, a lot of the stuff in this is just about uh, his experience as a police officer and having different things that he was just like okay this isn't like somebody is just crazy like there's something else you know going on here and you know shout out to uh in my patriot me and him was sitting here talking about having a podcast episode about possessions in the catholic church and just really diving into those because that's one of those things that if the catholic church doesn't say that yes this person's possessed they won't allow you to do an, an exorcism on on that person it is not considered an actual exorcism and to me that just i've always thought that that's just kind of kind of crazy because if we're going to believe that people can be possessed by you know these different types of negative spirits demons entities whatever then it shouldn't be that only one specific religion can nullify that entity or that being like that there's there's no reason why that should be the case and i've always thought that that's strange that there's not you know exorcists who have zero affiliations with the catholic church so i'm just oh, i'm just so interested like about that stuff and just like all the like the different cases so like uh you know back to ghost hunters zach bagans i live in indiana one of the biggest things that's ever come out of indiana was the uh the demon house that he bought and if you guys haven't seen that documentary, watch that documentary. Oh my gosh, that new that it's crazy. And then like the stuff like the the people like at the hospital were reporting, the DCS agents that were, were reporting stuff, the police officers that were reporting stuff. Like they were seeing like this little kid walk up backwards up like a like a wall and stuff. And you know, in the middle of like the hospital room, like there was people like legitimately quit their jobs. And never went back to work again and had to claim all sorts of PTSD issues because of the, the events that transpired from what happened in this this house. I mean, it's it's truly crazy to think that that is that we live in a world where something like that is possible. People can sit there and be like, well, you're into dark stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I would like to know my enemy and know what they're going to do. Because I can't protect myself if I don't know what the enemy is going to have in store for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's have those eyes in the back of your head so you don't get stabbed. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you have these different schools of thought where you have some Christians who say everything that is a ghost is a demon. Right. It's just masquerading as something else. And then you have a lot of ghost hunters and, and people who aren't necessarily Christian or have any kind of religious belief and they don't think there's any there's no such thing as demons you know it's just somebody was a mean person in life so they're mean 
afterlife or whatever. And I'm like, no, I think there's all these different classes of entities that we have out there. And one of those classes is something demonic. And I and I have no doubt about it. And I, I think sometimes some of these alien experiences that people have are of the demonic because you'll hear people say they're about to have, you know, the anal probe thing happening <laughs> and they use the name of Jesus or whatever. And it stops and like this alien goes away or whatever. And it's like, how is that something that you would use in a demonic situation helping with an alien situation? So I sometimes think that all of these things are kind of interconnected that way. Yeah. And I love I've heard um, I believe I've heard him interviewed on a show a few years ago. And I loved it because it's like you have this guy who is a cop and it's New York City, wasn't it? Oh, uh, I, I think it's was, L.A. Or is it, yeah, or is it LA? Sure it's LA. It like some big city that, you know, you're thinking this is a hardened cop and he's right. not going to walk into these places and. Yeah, make up it's stories. L.A. OK. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's not going to make up these stories and right. and tell them to people because they're going to be like, your reputation is just gone if you come out and start talking about this stuff. So he really had to have had these experiences and the fact that he would run into them more than once. It's like this happens a lot more than we think it does. And we may be saying something is mental illness or whatever, and and maybe it's not. You know, maybe in the past when they would say that it was a demonic possession and it was actually mental illness. But nowadays I'm thinking there's times where I think, no, your pill isn't going to fix what's wrong here. See, and I I worked several years in the uh the field where I dealt a lot with people that had mental illnesses. Um you know, a lot of mental problems, people that have been in, you know, state hospitals and stuff like that. I've seen high behavioral uh, clients. I lots of them. There is a huge difference between that and somebody that's having some sort of paranormal experience going on. You know, I I've seen people who talk to themselves and you know, what they're saying just doesn't make any sense. But like, it's when you listen to the conversations, you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, that that person clearly has something wrong with them because of how they're communicating, how those conversations are going. And it's not like, oh, man, I think that I think they might be possessed by something like it's like, like, there's a huge, huge difference. And I just like, I don't you know, it's, 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 so hard to say, you know. If someone was to ask you, "What is a ghost?" What is your your answer to someone like that? If they're like, "Hey, Sean, you know, people talk about these entities and stuff." I mean, what do you think that is? I mean, I it energy first of all. Um, that's like the the biggest thing that I can I can say. Every uh, energy, everything is energy. Energy can't be created nor destroyed. It can only be transferred between one thing or another we die obviously that energy has to go somewhere and i guess all depending on whatever your belief system is uh kind of really is going to dictate where exactly you believe that you're going to be going i think that uh a lot of times like that energy does stay here i don't know if i can say trapped because i i don't i don't know for for sure i will probably always be on that fence of whether these things are trapped here or whether it's free will or whatever it is because through my experiences i have seen 
intelligent, you know, hauntings that these they're it's not like they're they're here because they have no other choice. Like they want to be here. But at the same time, you have experiences where it's something very, very traumatic to where it's almost as if they are stuck here and their energy is literally on repeat doing the same thing all the time. You know, I, I've been in, you know, uh, uh, lots of places that I've had, you know, activity and I've been in an apartment where the upstairs apartment had nobody living in there. And the previous tenant had uh, hung himself up there. And at night you could hear the sound of what sounded like furniture being drug across the floor. And there was not a single bit of furniture in, in this apartment whatsoever. Like it was just completely bare, it's just carpet. So it's like you have those things to where they're just, it's like a record player over and over and over and over again. Now, could you say that that's because of, you know, geological features? Like, you know, one of the things here where I live that's huge is limestone. It, you know, on all those shows, it's pretty much anywhere that has huge amounts of limestone. What goes with limestone? Quartz. Quartz is a huge, huge holder uh, of energy and just it stores energy. So it's almost like it captures that traumatic thing and then keeps it in that area, too. So it's like there's so many things that I, I, can't, I literally I can't put you know my finger on what it is one way or the other but i know that it 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 is all it is all energy and sometimes it has intelligence why it has intelligence i don't know maybe it's because that when we become energy we regain all that intelligence that we had you know if you believe in the fact of a possibility of having like uh past lives you know that whole thing right there it's just like Maybe all those past lives, all those different experiences. Now, all that information just comes back again. So each time you get more and you get more. And then like you're at that energy level and like you're just kind of like all that energy, all the years, all the thousands, millions of years of all that knowledge just comes, comes back to you. And then we, we do it all over again for whatever reason. I mean, who knows? I was perusing your back catalog of episodes and I saw that you did a conspiracy roundtable with something that's close to our heart here in Florida, you know, because all the strange stuff happens here. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody hasn't heard about our, you know, 10 foot Miami aliens and stuff. What what do you make of that story? I see. I think it's kind of weird that they uh went with that whole oh well it was just kids they were you know they were causing a but <laughs> you need that many police officers for kids and then like i just i it's hard for me to trust footage especially with ai now i mean everything is very very you know convincing and it's very very hard to you know discern what is what but like i went to college uh to be a graphic designer so I kind of have somewhat of a, a good eye for being 35 now and needing glasses <laughs> that <laughs> I can still a lot of times be like, oh yeah, that's definitely AI. That's definitely fake. There's no way that, that that one's real. I can just, I can, I can just tell the difference. You know, I photoshopped it up things that I can tell when something isn't natural looking. So like, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not too sure. I think that it's, 
it's definitely strange. It definitely doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And like the some of like the little clips of like, yeah, like some it's showing like some tall thing, but then like again, nothing else was ever really mentioned about it again. It was just like it happened. We acknowledge that it happened. Are we gonna get answers to what happened? Not really. And it's like, okay, guys, go about your nothing week. to see here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Some kids nothing with fireworks. <laughs> yeah. You can. They're not allowed to have them. It's not Fourth of July yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that's hard for us is we believe in this stuff. So it's like I could believe that there were ten foot aliens that showed up somewhere. But right. the thing that makes us go, because we say nowadays, how could anything happen without somebody capturing? Because they videotape everything. I mean, exactly. they're beating people up and they're like video. It's like you're videotaping things that you shouldn't even be worried about. Like, get that person medical care. Don't videotape what's happening. So usually right. people, the first thing they do is pull out the video camera and are taking a video and then go, oh, maybe I should call, you know, emergency personnel or something. So it's like we have nothing that comes out of there other than, you know, an overhead far away in some hotel or apartment somewhere. That's the best that you get. But on the flip side, even if this was, let's say, young people who were shooting off fireworks and everybody thinks there's a mass shooting going on because we've had plenty of that stuff that right. you you could see how they would do that. You still usually don't have a police response for the city of Miami. I could understand if it's a smaller town and you've got the 10 cops in town all come to the same place. But when mm -hmm. it's Miami and you have all the cops in Miami show up. That, that seems a bit over the top for something like that, even if it is some kind of a mass shooting. Right. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, look at any uh, of like the, the mass shooter um, footages and stuff. Look at how many cops show up for that. Does I have not never, compare. No, not <laughs> at all. Like it was like every single person, if you're on duty or not, you're showing up. And, you know, a part of me is like, man, okay. How how much of that is 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 legitimate, or is this another one of those you know Project Bluebeam kind of deals? Is this uh, you know a hologram to to get people to freak out like that? But again, why why was nobody recording? Why is there no footage? I mean, we had that one family that had like you know that uh thing in their backyard, you know, a while yes. back. Yes, it's in like, Vegas, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's again. I haven't heard nothing about that in some well, time. Well, even the officers were commenting on it that they had seen. Yeah, exactly. The well, they, actually, they the one the, on his body cam. Yeah, the body the cam light shooting off, and you're like, that doesn't look like anything that's you know one of our planes or anything that we would ever see in the sky. No, uh -uh. so it's just like you know. I, I feel like in this day and age, like somebody would be like. You know, okay, like what? Somebody seeing aliens? Like, you mean to tell me a mall full of people and there wasn't one conspiracy head in there that was like, "Oh, I'm catching this, man!" I oh, yeah. it. <laughs> running to the thing to to try yeah, to catch this. Right? Like, no, no, I don't, I don't know. There's too many things about it. This, it's, it's fishy. The math is not mathing. Yeah, fishy for sure. I agree. Well, Sean, we have had a fabulous time talking to you. Thank Why don't you. you share with our listeners where they can find out more about you and how to listen to your podcast? The Big Grimbowski Podcast. You can find me on all the podcasting places uh, besides Apple. That's the only place that I'm not on currently. But I'm on all on Spotify and all the other things. There's an Instagram. 
uh, Facebook page, all the the little fun things um, to be able to find where all stuff is TikTok. Uh, there's a link tree. So all that stuff is connected. You'll be able to find all that good stuff right there. And feel free, anyone, to you know, reach out, talk to me. Um, I'm always down to you know, conversate about different different topics, you know, ghost things, UFO things, Bigfoot things, conspiracies, all the all the stuff. I mean, it, I really there's not anything. I mean, I'm I'm even like talking to a dude right now who it's like has nothing to do with any of this, and all he is is a, a professional BMX rider. And I'm just like, I write, I am you know 35, and I'm still riding BMX like a little child. Like you know that <laughs> there you go. that will just make me happy to have him on. Like I don't care about anybody else. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Sean Kelly. That was a lot of fun talking to Sean. It sure was. He had some great stories, has a great show. Check out his show, The Big Grimbowski. And I love how he played off of The Big Lebowski. Yeah, that's so cool. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this paranormal conversation. I've been your host, Diane. And this has been Kelly. You take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.